Thanks for listening to Embodied Astrology. My name is Renee. I'm an embodied intuitive and consulting astrologer. These free month-ahead horoscopes are intuitive channelings and explorations of overarching themes, opportunities, and challenges for your sun and rising signs in the season ahead. In this episode, you're tuning into the audio horoscopes for Virgo season, August 22nd through September 22nd, 2021. I always suggest that you listen to the horoscopes for your sun and rising signs. If you don't know your signs, you can get a free chart at embodiedastrology.com in the horoscope section. For those of you who prefer to read rather than listen, you can also now find written transcripts of these horoscopes on my website. Remember that astrology is a creative practice of interpretation and a symbolic language. Every astrologer has their own perspective on what the symbolism is saying. As you connect with the horoscopes I'm offering you, please listen through the lens of your own intuition. Make the meaning that is most meaningful for you, take what works, and leave the rest. These horoscopes and transcriptions are offered for free. Your donations and subscriptions support this work and sustain the people who make it happen. Check the links in the show notes to leave a tip or make a one-time donation. You can find more information about my extended content subscription in the show notes or on the website. Other ways to support this work include sharing it with your friends and networks and leaving affirmative reviews on your listening platforms. Thank you so much for your support. Happy Virgo season. Are you ready to take your interest in astrology to the next level? Are you interested in exploring astrology experientially and cultivating your embodied intuition? You can now pre-order my new online embodied astrology workshop series, Your Chart is a Body, an introduction to embodied chart reading where you'll learn to identify, interpret, and synthesize the three main components of an astrology chart signs, planets, and houses, all through an embodied somatic lens. This workshop is specifically designed for body workers and healers, therapists, physical performers, dancers, actors, and others who are interested in the intersections of astrology and somatics. Intermediate and advanced astrologers will gain somatic techniques and perspectives that will help deepen and integrate their practices, while beginning astrologers will appreciate an approach to the symbolic language that leaves a majority of the math and complicated delineation rules behind and gives access to astrology through the immediate wisdom of the sensing body. The recorded class will be released in early October. Pre-order now and receive a $75 discount through the end of August. Check the show notes or embodiedastrology.com for more information. Hello, Pisces, Sun, and Pisces rising. This is your month ahead audio horoscope for Virgo season, August 22nd through September 22nd, 2021. You may know that Virgo is your opposite sign. And so when we're working with Virgo, we're also working with Pisces. Uh, Many astrologers say this, and I happen to agree that there are not 12 signs. There are six polarities. And each of these polarities show us an axis of energy. And at each point of this axis, we find expressions that are completely reliant upon the opposite. So Pisces is a place that you identify in some way. And Virgo is the opposite space. And in the solar chart for Pisces, this space gets defined as the space of your opposite, Uh, basically another, another person. When you are in any kind of one-on-one meeting, the dyad relationship. Um, So let's just think about this for a second. 
uh, <laughs> it's kind of an interesting thing, right? That we can be in deep relationships with uh, other people and through those relationships is how we will learn about ourselves. We can never look at our own face, right? You can never see your own face or your own ass. You just can't. Like your eyeballs cannot come out of your head in order for you to actually observe yourself as you are. You are only in your own experience as long as you are in this life. However, when we are in relationship, then we get reflection. We get mirroring. And through the reflections of our relationships and through the mirrors that they hold up for us, we get to see ourselves and we see ourselves from a very different perspective, right? Than we experience most of the time inside of our own bodies and brains where even if things don't make sense, at least they don't make sense, um, you know, in the ways that they don't make sense for us. Like we're having our own internal subjective experience. And then other people come along and they're like, hey, did you think about this? Or did you know that you do this? And it's like, wow, okay, news to me. Maybe not news to you, but uh, probably, you know, you've had that experience where other people give you reflection and you're like, okay, I get it. All right, I'm seeing myself in a new way. So there is a lot of energy for you when it comes to this kind of experience right now. There's a lot of energy for you to self-reflect and to reflect uh, because of what relationships are giving you to reflect on. Now, I wanna say that last season, Leo season, was a doozy. It brought a lot of energy forward. And for you, this energy, I think, was very deep. Uh, it, it There was a lot that was kind of um, surfacing in ways that may not have been super tangible at the time, but I think you felt your energy shifting. I think that you felt certain things clarifying for yourself about how you want your energy to be. And as we move into Virgo season, you get more and more opportunities to apply uh, your energy in relationship and to experience the evolution of relationship energy. So first and foremost, tuning in with your chart, I want to say that it feels like you're going through a big transformation when it comes to how you meet other people and that all of the parts of relating are um, signified here. So energetically, you are relating, right? Your energy has an impact. You have a vibe. People respond to you. People respond to your emotional, psychic, unspoken state. You also have some form or many forms of communication. Uh, how you communicate, <laughs> it has an effect, you know. If you speak in certain ways uh, to certain people, they're going to respond because of how you're speaking to them, right? Like how we hear each other um, is a really interesting phenomena because a lot of the times what we hear from one another is not at all what another person thinks it is that they're communicating. And you don't have control over anybody else, but you do have control over yourself. And you do also have the capacity to be sensitive and aware of how other people are responding to you. And you can choose to respond in turn to that. And so when it comes to your communications right now, it feels like You've got a lot to learn and you are learning a lot and you're learning about your mind and the workings of your mind and how language shapes your experience and how language is also a prison, right? So you might have stories that you're telling or ways that you are thinking about things that 
because of the linguistic structure of the story or how the words have been formed and what they're associated with, you might be cluing in or tuning into certain energies that could get shifted if you started to tell the story a different way or if you examined the language in a different way. I was uh, reading Robin Wall Kimmerer's book, Braiding Sweetgrass, recently, and in it, um, she was talking about the, the English language in contrast to um, her indigenous language, uh, which I am not fully remembering right now. I think it's Anishinaabe. And she was talking about uh, recognizing the inherent violence of, uh, in, of English as a language of colonizers, that within the English language, there is a lot of warlike um, uh, function of words, you know, that bring us into relationship with objects and with people uh, that are violent. And that within the English language, there is the first person, there is the singular, and there is the possessive. Uh, whereas in, um, I think, not just her indigenous language, but many indigenous language uh, languages, the I, right, the singular uh, and the possessive either doesn't exist or it exists in like a more peripheral way to the we. And what is um, uh, kind of instilled through language is actually relationality, that none of us exist here alone, right? We all exist in communion all the time. And so to think of ourselves as isolated subjects using I, me, mine uh, is actually, you know, quite bizarre because it produces a, a total unreality, you know, and <laughs> that, that unreality um, is the reality of colonization. It is the reality of, you know, property and ownership and stuff like this, which uh, div divorces us, it separates us from the reality of the living, growing, animate world. And so I'm thinking about this right now as I'm tuning in with your chart and, and wondering how you might be inspired by examining language and giving yourself alternatives or giving yourself reasons to critique the language that you might be using um, and become more aware of how language could be shaping your perception and your experiences. Um, and then finally, when it comes to all the stuff that comes into relationship and how you are uh, engaging with other people, you definitely want to think about your body and your history and your conditions and what kind of life you've lived and who you're around and what you're exposed to. And this is an incredible time in the world to be asking these kinds of questions. And there are a lot of these questions being asked in very big and systemic and uh, complex and nuanced ways. And if you can understand, not understand, I mean, there is no final understanding, but if you can bring curiosity into the awareness that you have experienced life from a very specific and very particular vantage um, that, that is quite specific to you and to your life experiences and your trajectory. And though there may be people who have had very similar experiences, there's no one out there that has had the same experience as you. And so whenever you're relating with people, you can't make any assumptions you absolutely cannot assume that they know what you're talking about or that they know where you're coming from or that you know what they're talking about or that you know where they're coming from because 
everybody's coming from somewhere different. And this is why uh, it is helpful, right? To slow down, to get curious, to ask questions, to uh, imagine into, to um, engage with literature, with podcasts, with media that kind of help you open up to different ideas and remind you again and again and again that your experience is limited, which is actually a huge freeing invitation uh, because in that limited experience, there is no final destination, right? Like you can't be the absolute authority. You can't absolutely be right. You don't know, right? All, all you know is your own experience. And so it feels like you're, you're thinking about all this and like this is, <laughs> this is something that you're aware of. And it feels like the way that you are now wanting to move towards relationship is really different. And you're invested in unpacking some things and you're invested in looking at assumptions and trying to figure out how do you get to this place and maybe how do you get out of it, you know, or how do you expand uh, within it? Now, throughout this entire season, these are the highlights and these are the questions. Um, the, the first week or so of Virgo season, um, basically the um, 22nd through the end of August, there, uh, th there's quite a lot of energy that is moving around in your mind and your conversations and in the ways that you are coming into connection with others. And I just want to say that the energy that is moving around might be moving with force. It might be moving to disrupt some things. And so if there is conflict, if there's misunderstanding, or if there are just charged interactions that kind of like bring stuff up for you, notice what gets stirred up. Notice what gets swirled around. And don't try and reach any conclusions about it, but really appreciate the questions that come up. And let the questions be a space of learning and opportunity and evolution. On August 29th, Mercury enters the tropical sign Libra, and it will transit Libra for a much longer time than it normally sticks in a sign. It'll be there until November 6th. Um, Mercury is going to hang out in Libra so long because it'll go through a retrograde, and the retrograde dates are September 26th through October 18th. The retrograde shadow, and the shadow is when uh, Mercury is moving uh direct or apparently direct over the same space in the sky where it retrograded. Um, the shadow period uh, begins on September 7th and ends on November 3rd. So basically all of September and all of October we're working with Mercury's influence in Libra and its retrograde influence in Libra. And so for everyone this is a time when relationships need to be examined and when the kind of concept of relationality is up for examination and especially concepts of relationality that have to do with exchange and values and how we measure our engagement with one another, how we weigh uh, our engagement with one another. I give you this, you give me that, I stand for this, you stand for that. Where do we come into balance with one another? How do we harmonize? Or do we, you know, is that the thing that we're trying to do? I don't know. 
Now, this period of time for you um, is very deep and it feels complex and it feels layered and nuanced and it might bring you into really important um, conversations and spaces that have to do with vulnerability, that have to do with intimacy, that have to do with trust, and might have you coming up against some topics or themes that feel challenging. And they might feel challenging in a great way, like, oh my gosh, this is hard, but if I can move through it, then so much is going to open up. And they might feel challenging in a way that feels really scary and kind of off-putting. And it's like, oh my God, this is so uncomfortable. But if you slow down and tune in, you might also have an intuitive sense that even though it's really uncomfortable, it might really be worth it. I want to say that, that there are particular themes during this time that may be more highlighted for you as well. And these, these are like the big themes, like big capital letters, <laughs> um, sex, money, power death, endings, right? Change can be really hard to talk about change, especially if you have a stable or seemingly stable situation somewhere. If you want to change, it can be really tricky to figure out how to talk about it. And these relationships could be happening in any realm. So they may be happening with very close people. They may be happening with people that you work with. They may be happening in other spaces in your life. And it feels like there is some interesting content here. For those of you who are having more of an internal experience during this time where it's like, yeah, you're talking to people, but it's not really the conversations that are kind of bringing up the deep stuff, then you're having a deep time all on your own, I think. And this is a time that feels uh, profound for you and I think really healing, actually. It can, um, I, I, I feel like you're just, getting to the bottom of like some pretty long-standing quote-unquote issues, you know, or ways of being that you might have been working with for a while. And it feels like you're getting a lot of psychic space cleared up. And again, in order to clear up some of this space, it may be necessary to have some more challenging conversations. Um, but anything that's blocking you right now um, from actually feeling depth somewhere probably needs to get addressed. And so if you're, you know, in relationships that it's like there has been stability for a long time, it's hard for most people to upset stability. But what happens in stable relationships, right, is that we don't want to upset stability. And so then we don't talk about stuff or we're like, whatever, you know, it's okay. I'll just put it over here. And so there may be um, plenty of you Pisces who there's something that really does need to get addressed right now. And it could be arising for you, but it could also be arising for somebody else. And they are coming to you with the need to talk about something. And I really want to encourage you to give those conversations time and space. Um, it is definitely probably in your best interest and in the best interest of all your relationships to move slowly through important processes. And especially if you find yourself feeling reactive or feeling triggered or feeling fearful, um, move slow. And I know that this is hard in a moment if you're feeling reactive. I know it's really hard to like slow down and be like, I'm feeling reactive. I'm going to go take some time, right? Because that is you not being reactive <laughs> and we can practice that. And so you might just want to prepare um, 
that kind of experience for yourself. Like you might want to just prepare in your imagination games, you know, imagine being triggered, imagine feeling reactive, and then imagine taking some deep breaths and getting into your body and saying to someone, hey, this is a lot, you know, I, I need to take some time with this. Can we circle back in a day or a week or next year or something like that? And give yourself the time that you need and give other people the time that they need. And especially for those of you who are working out agreements, important agreements, um, especially agreements that have to do with shared resources, with exchange of money, with power dynamics, um, with deep intimate trust stuff, um, this is really a time to take things slow. I also want to say that some of you, certainly not all of you, okay, so don't get freaked out with the thing that I'm about to say. Some of you are sitting very closely right now with death. This could be literal. This could be more of a metaphor because change, a lot of times change, we experience change as death. But I think some of you, maybe a lot of you, are sitting really closely with death and with change and with endings. And it may be that you're sitting really closely with your own death, uh, if, if that's where you are. It may be that you're sitting closely with somebody else uh, moving through a transition. It may be that a circumstance that you've been involved with or a relationship is coming to a change point and something is going to end. It is really a good time for you to breathe into the feelings to have a lot of space and love for yourself as you go through thresholds of change, to have a lot of space and love for other people if, if they're close to you and they're going through thresholds of change, and to have those courageous, transparent conversations that need to be had. And I think that there is value, you know, to, in, in contemplating our own death and contemplating the um, proximity of death at any point in time. And especially right now, I think that that's very highlighted in the world. There is so much death. There is so much violence. There is so much on top of so much. And without getting into a space of producing your own fear or anxiety, it may be useful for you to meditate on your close relationships and remind yourself that anybody can exit at any time. And what do you really need to say? Is there anything that you really need to say? Is there anything that really needs to get shared? And this would be a time to ask yourself those questions, you know, and to really sit with them in a profound way and to sit with the potential for radical, um, sudden, unplanned for change, to sit with the potential for change that you've been planning forever, you know, <laughs> And what, what needs to get expressed in this moment? Is there something that really needs to be shared? And I have to say that when you invite uh, vulnerability and presence in right now, there's a lot of reward for you. So if you can be tender, if you can be transparent, if you can be open about what feels scary, what feels intense, what feels unknown, um, and be open in a way that's not trying to control anybody else, you know, or not trying to put that on anybody else as their responsibility. I think there's so much space for actually like really profound transformation in your relationships. 
Profound Transformation is the name of the game on the Virgo full moon, September 6th. I said full moon, I meant new moon, the Virgo new moon. When both the sun and moon are in the sign of Virgo, this is your opposite sign. This is a new moon right in the middle of the sign that is highlighting your evolution in relationships, that is highlighting turning a new page in the ways that you come into contact and contract with others. We make relational contracts all of the time and most of the contracts are written before we even meet the other person and introduce ourselves. So much of our contractual agreements are coming from our own unspoken, deeply seated, deeply seated um, stuff, right? Like assumptions, expectations, baggage, trauma, etc. This is a new moon for you to be thinking about what are the new agreements that you are making in relationships. Burn a candle, make an altar, uh, reflect for yourself, work with this new moon energy and call in the new agreements. And as you call them in, really think about the exchange uh, and the way that you want to be in communion and community and conversation. What is inspiring to you? What is exciting to you? What kind of energy um, feels stimulating and interesting and growth oriented? Call in that. September 10th, uh, Venus moves into Scorpio. Scorpio is another water sign. This is a great time for you to be um, tuning in and, and, and reconnecting uh, or making new connections with teachers, with teachings, with your kind of big picture self and uh, expanding, you know, feel, feeling the potential for growth, <laughs> um, growth potentials in the world, right? It's like all the stuff that we're going through at any given time. What is the point? Um, this is a great time for you to tune in with wisdom paths and remember your own path of wisdom. On September 14th, Mars enters Libra. I mentioned before that Mercury's uh, retrograde is upcoming in Libra. And so Mars entry into this sign um, emphasizes the uh, invitation for you to inquire, to investigate, to get deep into these subtle psychological patterns in relationships. It also emphasizes transition, transformation, change, potentially endings, dyings of some kind. And remember that life is cyclical and circular and spiralic. And so anything that ends is also a beginning. And even though, um, you know, people die and bodies leave, um, no one's life is over when their body has left, right? There's always the energy that remains and we can continue to be in relationship um, with the ones who have passed on in so many ways. Mars transiting Libra from September 14th through October 30th is an encouragement for you to tend to that altar, tend to that sacred space of transformation and really open yourself to what wants to happen when you let go. On the 20th of September, there is a full moon, and this is a full moon in your sign, full moon in Pisces. Um, if you have natal planets or points close to 28 degrees of Pisces, tune in with their symbolism. 
make sure to pay attention if your sun or rising degree is close to 28 degrees of Pisces. This is going to be a powerful full moon for you. This is a full moon that highlights you, your body, your identity, and asks you to remember that you are not your body and you are not your identity. You are more than that. You are an energy. You are timeless. You are liminal. You are spiritual. Let that infuse you. Let that knowing, that remembering infuse your body and identity. If you want more astrology, check in with my year ahead reports. These are reports for 2021 where I go over the major themes, opportunities, and challenges special for your sign. They're hour and a half long readings. They include somatic practices to support you in this journey. Those readings are discounted by 50% now, and you can find them at embodiedastrology.com in the horoscope section. If you'd like to learn more about astrology from me, please check out my extended content subscription. Those subscriptions are by donation and you get access to my month ahead calendars, to worksheets and tools for learning astrology. You'll also get invitations to my twice a month meetups. Uh, I offer a workshop for the month ahead astrology. I also offer a monthly conversation and community space. These are wonderful, vibrant spaces where we work with current astrology and our own charts. You can also follow me on Instagram at Embodied Astrology where I post regular astro updates and musings. If you enjoy this work and find it helpful, please share it with your family and friends. Subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite listening platforms. And of course, your financial donations are so appreciated and so helpful. Thank you for listening. I'm wishing you all the best in Virgo season and beyond.